0: Coming up next, Mark Benneke joins me to discuss Charlie Woods' introduction into the golf world this weekend. He and I will both be watching this, and uh, I can't say that either of us are too ashamed about it, it sounds like. Uh, We also talk about NFL Week 15. uh, Huge, huge game in uh, New Orleans this week with Kansas City playing the Saints. And a huge game for my Chicago Bears. Before we get into that, here is Swimming into View. Joining me to talk about NFL week 15. Uh, I believe it's his third appearance on the pod. Uh, someone else that's also excited to watch an 11 year old play golf this week. Uh, Mark Beneky.
1: You're correct, Phil. Third time on the pod. And, uh, uh-huh. I, I'm enjoying every bit of it. Uh, I would say that not only am I excited to watch the 11 year old play golf. I'm, uh, I'm like really craving it. I really want to see it. So I'm, I I can't get enough of it and I'm excited to be on with you tonight. And I'm excited certainly for this weekend. Uh,
0: Yeah. So if if you're not sure of what, what we're talking about here, we're talking about uh, Charlie Woods, uh, Tiger's 11 year old son. Uh, There's a father son event this weekend in Florida that uh, Tiger and Charlie are playing in. And, um, from, from all accounts of junior results uh junior tournaments and from video of, of this kid's swing he he appears to have uh he appears to have something and uh golf nerds like mark and myself are are amped to watch this kid play and uh i saw their paired with justin thomas and his dad the first round so I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna be tuning in friday it, I, I think it starts friday is that right
1: that's that's as far as I know yes it starts Friday and um you know like you said Phil the swing when the video came out I don't know if you had seen the one where uh Tiger and Charlie were hitting balls next to each other but it the the first thought that went through my head was like man this kid's 11 already like I it kind of made me feel old because I remember when uh you know Tiger uh well Sam's his oldest correct
0: Uh, yes, I think she's 14, 15, something like that. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll just be interesting. I think one thing that, you know, golf's kind of funky where, um, you know, I feel like burnout is such a legitimate thing. And I mean, I guess it's different if your dad's Tiger Woods, but you know, you're like you said, I mean, there's definitely something there. And I mean, it's, uh, It'll just be interesting to see. I mean, I, I think as a as a parent now, you know, a bunch of people have asked me. They said, oh, well, is your son playing golf yet? And it's like, no, he's 20 months old, you know. But uh, I just I, I hope the best for him. And, and I don't want, you know, I just, I just hope the kid gets a fair shot or as fair of a shot as he could get. And, you know, um, it, it'll just be interesting to see how he plays out. But as far as the physical talent, the golf swing, uh, i don't think it's uh i don't think it gets much better
0: it's it's as good as i've seen at that age um uh it's yeah to kind of echo what you said i, I think i think it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next 3 4 5 years with this kid if if he continues to grow into the game and, and his swing and his body and if he really has something and and then if he doesn't you know that's okay um uh i he's got a pretty good gig being tiger's kid as is so um, I, there's a funny story I read about, I think it's maybe last year when, when Charlie was playing in a junior tournament in tiger caddy for him. And it was from the guy that was, his son was paired with Charlie and he gets to the course and I don't think he was aware of, of who his kid was playing with. And he gets up to the first tee and, and he sees freaking tiger woods there. As a caddy for Charlie while he's caddying for his kid, And I thought that was awesome. I mean, how ridiculous that would that be if you go show up to watch your kid play and caddy for your kid, and there's Tiger over there, you know, on the on the first tee.
1: Yeah, I, I read that same article. It'd be nuts. I mean, I <laughs> and it was kind of cool the the guy's perspective, like you said, just from from another normal dad, you know, and uh, your your kids playing, and all of a sudden you get to see Tiger and. Uh, you know, I thought it was pretty cool just to, just to hear that person's perspective on how cordial Tiger was, um, you know, very complimentary of all the kids. Uh, and it's just, you know, stories like that. It's, it's nice to see that, uh, you know, they're, they're normal, normal people, just like, uh, just like everybody else rooting the best for their kids. But, uh, yeah, that would be surreal for me.
0: I liked it because it's one more thing that's sort of normalizing Tiger. As he's getting older, it seems like he's kind of, you know, falling into this, you know, being a dad thing. Not that he still can't win and, you know, uh, compete, but it seems like he's evolving more into that role. So I'll be interested to see kind of how that that plays out over the next few years. Uh, Mark, to kind of move on, uh, NFL Week 15 this week, uh, the playoffs are really uh, really getting closer here. Um, the playoff picture on both conferences is getting clearer as well. Um, I, I think to no one's surprise in the AFC, Kansas City has been the best team. Pittsburgh has had the best record, but it is now kind of really appearing to me that Kansas City is in the driver's seat once again. And in my mind, there's only one team that can beat them, um, and that's the Buffalo Bills. I, I, and I don't really even feel great about them winning the game against the Chiefs, but that's the only team I feel like has a real shot. Am I wrong?
1: You know, I, I don't think you're wrong. And it's really funny, and again, I know this is just my personal perspective, but I, um, I had listened to a new barstool podcast that it's called 51 strokes. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, Phil, but anyhow, um, this, this guy, and I, and I'll tie it back together quickly here, but, uh, 51 strokes, it's this total beginner that says he's a 51 handicap and his goal is to win the masters in 2030. So this guy has this podcast and he has all of these guests on. And one of his guests was Dr. Gio Valiente. And for maybe some of these golf nuts that, that are fans of of your best bet, uh, Gio Valiente actually is a sports psychologist and he works with some, some heavy hitters um, in the sports world, business world. But Gio has been working with Sean McDermott and he was talking about you know, what a high-level performer Sean McDermott is, and, um, you know, it was just kind of eye-opening, thinking that, okay, if, if this guy who's worked with Justin Rose, and, you know, that's the only guy I'm thinking of, but a lot of high-level PGA Tour players, if he's working with Sean McDermott, and he says that, hey, you know, Sean is elite, you know, he's, he's a kind of at the top of his profession, and he's got his guys buying in and believing, I've instantly, um, you know, for for obviously they're playing good football, you know, a lot of talent. And we've talked a few weeks back on, you know, the progression of Josh Allen and, um, you know, how great their offense is playing. But, man, when you tie in, um, you know, that next level style of thinking, you know, I I think the sky's the limit. I think you're right. I mean, if, if there is a possible uh challenger in the AFC I mean I think Buffalo's got to be at the top of your list
0: yeah I I I look at the to win in the playoffs uh usually you're going to need stellar quarterback play and I, I don't have the trust in Roethlisberger at this point I think he looks really old um his line has been phenomenal this year to kind of protect him but I just I he hasn't looked good the last couple weeks and Josh Allen has elevated his game to a level that I, I didn't, I didn't see coming when he got into the NFL. I thought he was really erratic. Um, thought he wasn't that accurate and, and he still has his moments. I think we, we've kind of talked about the roller coaster. It can be, but his, he's really leveled out and become more consistent. And I think in the playoffs, you've got to have a quarterback that can potentially take you to the next level. And that's something you will need against the Kansas city chiefs, uh, the way they're playing. Um, Mark in the NFC, uh, you got the Packers who've kind of, it's its weird. I don't want to say sleepwalk their way to the to potential one seed, but you just haven't heard a lot about them. Aaron Rodgers has played phenomenal this year. Um, he's probably not going to win the MVP, but it looks like he'll finish second in the voting. Um, and then you got the Saints, who, who obviously we're going to talk about later you know with their matchup with the Chiefs this week, who I, I have also been kind of unimpressive. And and I I, I gotta ask you i don't get this Taysom hill thing at all and i don't know if a lot of people do but uh, Sh- i don't know what sean payton's fascination is with this guy um i was begging for them to put in Jameis winston last week who i thought would have given them a much better chance to win um i don't think breeze is going to be back this week so it looks like another week of Taysom hill um i don't i, I don't know you agree with me on this
1: yeah uh, you know i i do and you know, I have always been a fan. You know, if given the choice, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, if I'm if I put myself here in Sean Payton shoes, you know, given the choice, you're you're right. It's it's sort of a um, unique um, circumstance, and I don't know if you recall when I, th- I believe it was the first week after Drew Brees was injured, Phil. Um, you know, it kind of came out in the media that. Uh, Sean Payton had announced Jameis Winston the starter, but he was very quick to sort of backtrack on those comments, you know, saying that, hey, it's going to be a two quarterback system and, and we really love what we have with Taysom. So, you know, I, I dare say just because they're so familiar with each other, um, you know, Sean Payton might have, uh, you know, and again, I hate, to, I hate to speculate and try and jump into his mind, but perhaps he feels like he owes him something, which you know, I'm with you. I think Jameis, you know, everybody, um, had seen, uh, Winston's sort of career progression or lack thereof under Bruce Arians down in Tampa, but look, Jameis can throw the football. Everybody knows that. Um, you know, and I, uh, I, th- I think through our past, uh, conversations, I mean, I'm a fan of a guy that's willing to take risks. Of course, he's going to turn the ball over, but you know, I think the offense as a whole is a little more, more dynamic with a guy like Jameis Winston, who has that, uh, you know, big-time arm talent and uh, you know can get the ball down the field. So I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm I'm very very hesitant on the New Orleans Saints and their, uh, you know, their their playoff push, so to speak. Obviously, they're comfortably in the in the playoffs, but uh, you know, the, this is a team that's kind of had that notion of couple couple bad beats over the years but um you know i'm just i'm just not sold on them
0: real quick before we get into the games uh, is, is there a team in either conference that that you you like a, a, as far as being a dark horse that you think if, if things align um, they can make a run in the playoffs you kind of see this almost once a, uh, once a year in the playoffs the team gets hot at the right time you know you think of the you know the the 2007 Giants um, uh, that kind of thing is there is there a team you think that's got the 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 potential to make a run that we we're not seeing right now
1: well i'll give you i'll give you two teams one in each conference i think in the nfc um the tampa bay buccaneers i mean they're i know they're sitting uh they're sitting currently at eight and five and they're not uh I think they might have the second wild card right now. Um, Certainly have to play good football down the stretch to ensure that they even get in the playoffs, but man, do you really want to bet against Tom Brady and Bruce Arians? Um, You know, I think, I think if you start talking about teams that could win, um, you know, win, win four games in a row, I think Tampa Bay's a great, great, uh, prospective team there. And then in the AFC, I'm sure I'll 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 get a little pushback here, but man, look out for the Colts. I'm telling you, Philip Rivers is playing arguably some of the best football of his career. He's really taking care of the football, which I think you know after his performance last year, uh, out in, uh for the Chargers. I mean, certainly it was kind of his uh, Achilles' heel. He was he was turning the ball over, but if you look at this team that. Uh, Chris Ballard and Frank Reich have have constructed here I think it's very well rounded obviously they're playing good defense I know they've been spotty here as of late but um, you know I think they played good defense when it matters so if we talk about two dark horses I think I think you certainly have to look at the Colts and a team like Tampa Bay
0: I do really like what the Colts are doing um, I, I think I said this last week uh, on, on the NFL pod that I really trust Reich as a coach. I think we're now seeing that with what the Eagles are doing and what's happening with them this season that he he was, he's kind of the brains behind that operation. And I love where Jonathan Taylor's at running the ball. Um, so I don't, I don't totally disagree with you there um, in the AFC and uh, the NFC, I still kind of look at Seattle with Russell Wilson uh, as a guy that, I mean, he was playing phenomenal maybe the first, you know, 10, eight to ten weeks of the season. He's maybe kind of leveled off a little bit here, but I, I think they have at least offensively what it takes to score. Now, I know they can't stop much defensively, but, um, you know, maybe in the game with, like, the Packers or the Saints, you know, it's one of those games where, Russell Wilson gets on fire and you, you don't, you know, you don't want to go against them. there. Um, kind of leading into that. Mark, the, the first game I want to talk about uh, is a potential playoff preview. It's uh, it is Seattle at the Washington football team who um, have won four in a row. One of the playing, I, I don't want to say as well as anyone, but at least defensively, they are playing as well as anyone in the league Um they just totally shut down the 49ers last week and Seattle's coming off a huge, a huge win against the jets at home. Not a, not a big victory, but I mean, I think they won by 34 points or something. Um, this game's going off for Seattle's favored by five points. The over under is at 44 points. Uh, Mark, this could be a playoff preview. Um, what do you think Washington's chances are if Alex Smith isn't able to play?
1: Well, I just saw um, that that Alex Smith, uh, both Alex Smith and Antonio Gibson, were, were held out of practice today. Um, you know, just recently, shortly before I jumped on with you, Phil, I saw that uh, the uh, Washington f- football team has picked up Lamar Miller. Um, so looks like a sign uh you know not sure what you're going to get out of gibson on sunday you know i think that here uh i couldn't love washington more with the points i think you get a veteran quarterback um you know at 36 years old I, i just think that maybe alex smith has a little bit more perspective now and uh as as pertains to this game in in particular i think that you look at Seattle coming off of a massive um, blowout victory against against the Jets last week. Um, you know, maybe they were lulled to sleep a little bit, maybe thinking that uh, you know a little bit more comfort than they than they should have had, just given the opponent. Um, you know, I think it's just a matter of we know Alex Smith is is going to manage the game, and he's not going to make the big mistakes. It, it's really more. Uh, I think this outcome hinges on Russell Wilson and, and how well he plays, how many of those big splash type plays that that Wilson can make. But uh, in this one, if if you put me down to it, Phil, I, I love Washington and uh, you know getting the getting the five points.
0: For me, it's it's completely contingent on. Alex Smith playing, um, if, if, if he cannot go and he's got a calf strain, it's, it's unrelated to his leg. And by the way, you, you talked about him having perspective. I I think almost losing your leg will probably give you perspective. And now I'm sure he's grateful to even be out there. Um, but if he's, if he is out of this game, I am going to hammer Seattle and I'm sure the line will maybe adjust by a couple points. Um, I don't know if you've seen Dwayne Haskins play football recently, but I'm, I'm fairly confident I could go out there and be nearly as confident as Dwayne Haskins playing football. Mark, he's—I don't know what happened to him, but he, it almost feels like he's a lost cause. And if he's if he's got to play uh, Sunday and they got to count on him for something, I, I don't I don't trust them to to cover that, even with the the defense playing like they have, because Russell Wilson that offense—they're still a top three, four offense in the league. And uh, I, I just I wouldn't feel comfortable, you know, counting on Dwayne Haskins to to cover that. Um, by the way, Chase Young defensively, this guy might be a future defensive player of the year. Um, he's he's phenomenal. He scored a touchdown last week. He's just he's leading this defense. Um, whether they win or lose this game or not, um, I still think they win win the East, and I still think they they host a a home game in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And I'll, I'll touch briefly first on Dwayne Haskins. You, you're right, Phil. I mean, if, if, if Alex Smith, uh, you know, this is one that, that I'll caution all of, all of your listeners to, you know, keep, keep an eye Sunday morning on this, uh, on this injury report. Um, you know, if, if he can warm up whether or not that's one thing, but yeah, if, if, if Kirk, uh, excuse me, Kirk if alex smith is if, if alex smith is a no-go um and dwayne haskins gets the gets the nod you're right um i i just don't think that dwayne haskins it's not look it's not college football it's not the big ten um you know i i would i would certainly caution anyone to to watch the uh the injury report but look if um you know if if russell wilson uh, you know, plays the kind of football that we we all know he's capable of. Um, you know, Chase Young, of course, he's, he's he's future Defensive Player of the Year. I I couldn't agree more there. Um, but uh, but it should be should be an interesting game, and um, you know, I I think this is one we just have to have to look at more closely. And um, you know, I think that uh, Washington certainly. Uh, a contender in the East, as you mentioned. I don't think anybody else really. Of course, the Giants have been playing some good football as of late, Um, you know, sort of ran into the roadblock last week. But, uh, you know, this NFC East, it feels like this is year after year occurrence where, um, you know, it it was kind of the old NFC West before uh, Russell Wilson arrived in Seattle. You know, you would oftentimes get that seven and nine eight and eight or nine and 17 but but i think that washington um you know if they do get into the playoffs and i don't want to get ahead of myself but uh you know you can't sleep on a team like this Uh, but it will certainly be interesting to watch how it all plays out
0: definitely look at the injury report like we said um that's i think that's that's going to be the key to this game and, and, and from a betting standpoint uh mark I didn't want to have to talk about this game. And if you've listened to me the last three, four weeks, I've completely been railing on the Chicago Bears and with, with good reason. And shockingly, if, if they win the, their last three games and uh, the Arizona Cardinals simply lose one of their games, the Bears are going to be in the playoffs. And I don't know how I feel about that. They don't have a chance to go anywhere, but that's that's the hand we're dealt with here. And they're playing the Minnesota Vikings who are in a similar position um, as them. They're both at six and seven. Um, they both have to win this game. This is sort of a loser leaves town sort of game. Uh, the line is appropriately set at Vikings by three um, since they're at home, uh, over under at 47. Um Mark, before we talk about the Bears, the Vikings dominated the Bucks last week, and I watched that game. I watched a lot of the game. They moved the ball down the field, and Dan Bailey just repeatedly missed kick after kick after kick. Um, word is we don't know if he's going to be kicking or not. I, I'm not worried about that. Um, Kirk Cousins in a, in a pretty large game. Um, your thoughts on this one?
1: well i I think that that if there's one thing it's really hard i'm I'm like you and I know as a as a bears fan you've got some uh some added incentive into watching this one but uh the number I like here's the over and and let me explain why obviously Mitch Strabisky, um you know since since he's given been given back the the football kind of at the helm there he he's really played well and you know I think that uh coupling that with the upside the potential upside of the minnesota offense uh dalvin cook we all know kirk cousins you know these games are it feels like kirk cousins is in so many of these games and i think that um you know we all remember the you like that game i think that when the chips are down um you know, I, I, I buy into Kirk Cousins. I, I can't tell you why I can't put my finger on it. But, uh, you know, certainly playmakers in Minnesota, they're uh, indoors on the on the turf. I think that the over is is the number I like here. But it will be interesting to see, um, you know, how, how this plays out. Obviously, a divisional game. I know sometimes with the familiarity with uh, the opponents, you know, sometimes this lends itself to the under. I just think that, um, you know, looking at where these two teams are uh, playing some good football, knowing what Minnesota, how they, how they just fared against Tampa Bay. um, I I think you're going to see some points here. And I think the real value is on the over.
0: Mark, I I actually agree with you here. Um, I think, I think you can score on Minnesota. And even though the bears played pretty decent defensively against the Texans um, last week, that's that's a broken football team, and I wouldn't put too much stock there. Um, uh, the Bears, um, you, okay. So you talked about Trubisky. I mean, it's well documented how I feel about him. I think I think he can play in this league. I think he can still be a starter in this league. I think he hasn't gotten the proper coaching. I think he's got the physical tools you need in today's NFL. He has clearly has the athleticism and the mobility to make plays. Um, his his reading of a defense obviously needs improvement decision making needs improvement um just sort of the fundamentals you know as far as throwing the football not throwing off your back foot and you know really stepping into throws sometimes he forgets to do the simple things but man there's there's sometimes where he makes some plays that make you go oh okay this guy's this guy's got something he's not going to be a bear next year so uh wherever he goes and he'll probably land as a backup um I'll be interested to kind of follow his career just to see see what happens. I, I, I mentioned in an earlier podcast, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, if Ryan Tannehill can resurrect his career, there's a, there's a hope for a lot of these guys uh, because he, he was left for dead. So Mitch, you know, whoever whoever's going to take him next year, I think I think they'll get a good backup and maybe a guy that with the right coaching could still become something. As far as the Bears go, I still, I, I, I still think Ryan Pace is going to get fired, and that's the gm and i i still don't trust matt nagy as a head coach i i think he's probably a better head coach than an offensive play caller an offensive coordinator um he does seem to get the guys to play for him can even even when there's not a lot to play for um so i i'm with you i'm not going to pick a side here but i'll take the over and uh Gosh, I can't even believe we're here with with the Bears losing what six in a row this year. That we're even in this position, but that kind of shows how top heavy the NFC is. And you get to the middle, it's pretty mediocre.
1: No, no doubt. And and I think I think like you, uh, you know, I'll echo your same sentiments. I know there's some issues with play calling and Matt Nagy, and uh, you know, potentially not getting plays in in time. I think that uh, you know Nagy is. Nagy is a guy that is he coaching for his job? Would you say or tell me tell me what his future is personally? I
0: I think he is. Um, I, I I I would say if they make the playoffs, there, there's a reasonable chance he could stay, but I really think the GM is gone regardless. Um, I mean. I he made you know one of the all-time errors and not necessarily not taking pat mahomes because i don't think anyone saw mahomes in the top three in, in this in the 2017 draft but the, the watson the watson uh the passing him over that was a more you know glaring error uh and taking trubisky which watson seemed like a sure thing um and he'll never live that down, uh, frankly, as a GM. And he's made some good moves, but he's also made a lot of questionable moves. You know, they've they've hoarded tight ends. Oddly, they they didn't address the offensive line in this last draft. Um, they actually got some good young skill players, but you know, if if they don't have the the offensive line and the quarterback to get them the football, then then what are those weapons go, going to use for? So, if they make the playoffs, I think Nagy could stay. And, and maybe they try to align him with the GM that that he's worked with in the past or, you know, in some affiliation with. But uh, we'll just see. I think if they miss the playoffs, he's gone. And I, th- I, d- I think a lot of Bear fans are ready for that. Um, Mark, we got a Oklahoma quarterback reunion out in Arizona Sunday with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, playing the Arizona Cardinals. Um Crazy that the Eagles are still alive in the East at 4-8-1. But they got a huge win last week with Jalen Hurts playing quarterback for uh, replacing the bench, Carson and Wentz. And the Cardinals got back on track, beating the Giants. Uh, I thought Kyler Murray looked great last week. He looked kind of like his old self, so I wonder if he's kind of gotten past that injury that was bothering him with the, uh, the bad shoulder. Um, the... The Eagles taking down the Saints was obviously a surprise. I think they had some energy playing with with the new quarterback and and he was he was serviceable. I think he ran for over hundred yards and he made he made the you know at least you know the the right passes when he needed to. Didn't turn the ball over. This game's going off with the Cardinals favored by six with the over under at forty nine. Mark to me already that that over is is calling out to me. Uh, it's, this just feels like there's going to be some points in this game to me.
1: Yeah, I, I I think you're right, Phil. That uh, there there's certainly going to be some points. You know, um, I I think that Philadelphia is really got to be excited with with what they've seen in, in Jalen Hurts. You know, looking back, even let's go back two weeks ago, and when Jalen Hurts came into the ball game against the Packers, obviously the offense was uh, non-existent for for lack of a better word, and. You know he did was able to provide that spark. Um, I th- believe that uh, you know Jalen Hurts is the future in Philadelphia, and I know that sounds outlandish. You know after just uh, his his first start, but you know if um, if you look at what he was able to do and and just how much more uh, dynamic the offense was. Um, you know, I, I believe that, uh, you know, Hertz is, is certainly going to be familiar, um, with the Cardinals. Like you said, they had that Oklahoma connection and, uh, and kind of an angle to watch here. And I, and maybe I'm overlooking this, but, you know, with Jalen Hertz, um, you know, having that familiarity, perhaps, I mean, there, Hey, there was a reason he went from Alabama to Oklahoma and, um, you know, I don't want to get this wrong here, but he, um, you know, might have some familiarity with, with the cliff Kingsbury system that, uh, you know, Kyler Murray's kind of taking hold of. Um, you know, if, if, if I'm put on the spot here, of course, I like, I like points. I think there are going to be quite a few points scored. Um, so I'll I'll lean towards the over here, but, um, you know just with that many points i think philadelphia is sort of playing for their playoff um, playoff lives uh you know doug peterson obviously um, has been there before and you know a lot of i think a lot of credit and rightfully so went to frank reich for that that super bowl run but look you know doug peterson knows a thing or two about about this um you know backup quarterback coming in you know of course you look at their super bowl run I think Doug's really comfortable here, Um, you know, you look at another team, and again, I know it's hard to believe it, 4-8-1, but if Philadelphia gets hot down the stretch, Jalen Hurts kind of finds his uh, his sea legs here, for lack of a better term, I think you really have to watch out for them, and I think they're a dangerous team. I like the Eagles here uh, with the points.
0: Taking the taking the six points, I like that. I do. I think there's going to be some momentum that they have from last week, and uh, I don't know. They might have found something at least on, on uh, maybe a new style with with you know having a running quarterback and and moving the ball that way. Uh, real quick on Carson Wentz, they're stuck though. They're stuck unless they figure something out. But I don't I don't see a way out with his contract. Um, um, and I, you know, I'm not really sure how that's going to play out, but. Um, I'm with you. I lean the over and uh, the Eagles plus six and, uh, um, it's a, it's a big spot for the Cardinals. Like I said, they really need to win pretty much every game down the stretch too. If they want to, they want to lock in that, that last playoff spot in the NFC. Um, Mark, the, obviously the most anticipated game of the week. Um, and the best game of the week, at least on paper is the Kansas city chiefs at the new Orleans saints. Um, Kansas City coming off of that that kind of uninspiring win against the Dolphins, where they were up twenty, they kind of let them get back in it. Uh, we saw Pat Mahomes actually look human. He he had three uh, three interceptions in that game, but they still like when they're in trouble, they just they just throw a fifty yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. It's it's unbelievable how they can just kind of pull that play out when they need it. And we've already kind of documented what we thought about the Saints. I don't think either one of us believe in them as, as a real contender, even with Drew Brees. Um, so I'm not sure if Brees plays. It sounds like he's not, and it sounds like it's going to be Taysom Hill again. And, Mark, I, I just see more of the same with the Saints this week, especially going up against the Chiefs, who are favored by three. i I'm just going to ride with the Chiefs in this game all day.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, you know, one would – You know certainly agree with your logic on um on on the Chiefs you know I think the NFL though oftentimes I think that the bounce back is sort of underrated and I think you know it's my belief that um with Taysom Hill uh you know Sean Payton has some some wrinkles in this offense that he can sort of Um, unveil you know and and when you're expecting you know obviously one thing the the surprise element um you know I don't think you can overlook that but you know if 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 I was had to picking a side I I would say that um you know I, I certainly like the Chiefs I think that as sloppy as the Kansas City offense looked last week um you know, I, I think they look to get back on track. Um, you know, and this is really a good opportunity for Kansas City to sort of remind everyone that, hey, uh, you know, while week to week, of course, they had the big play threats, um, you know, and that's, that's not going anywhere. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be a good opportunity for them to say, hey, look, we're, we're still kind of the bully um, in the AFC, you know, we're the defending champions and, and it's time to, you know, kind of kind of put 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 the league on notice and, and saying, hey, we're, we're not going anywhere. We're we're strong as we've ever been. Um, so I, I look for for Kansas City to uh, throw their weight around and really, really make a make a make an impact here.
0: Mark, I, I thought you were leading up to i'm going to take the saints and i was going to call you on this because before we started and before before we start recording you the first thing you said is man man the saints suck <laughs> and so i thought you were going to take the saints and i was i was ready to call you on that immediately
1: yeah i i just don't believe in them and and i don't know what it is even even le- okay let's assume for a split second drew breezes is, is perfectly healthy um you know, a, a healthy Drew Brees at his age. Uh, you know, I I, I think what he, what he's doing certainly. Look, he's he's one of the all-time greats, and you know, I've 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 watched the league enough to appreciate the the type of talent that he brings to the table. But I just don't buy in to the New Orleans Saints hype, and it's funny. I think that. As um, you look at sort of, kind of their their playoff exits here over the last couple of years, it seems like what can go wrong will go wrong for this team. And you know, I know that's that's nothing scientific, um, but it's one of those it's one of those situations, Phil, where you know I, I just don't I don't think they they don't have it. You know and without the um you know that that heavy pro superdome crowd I, I think that's a that's a big uh bonus it's a big uh momentum booster on their side but but without that without that home field advantage the loud atmosphere especially uh it's just the situation where um you know i i think yeah i think this is drew Brees' last year everybody uh sort of gets that feel uh, and it'll be interesting to see what 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 they do down there as far as you know sean payton obviously they have won super bowl so you know if his career ended you know tomorrow i think everybody can appreciate how good drew Brees is and and how good he was for such a long period of time but Man, I just—I uh, I, their times, their time, sort of over, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it it, it kind of seems like it could be wrapping up the season for him, and uh, I I kind of wonder that about Roethlisberger too. Just kind of the way he's he's looking, and, and you know, and maybe if these guys, you know, maybe somehow the, their teams win a Super Bowl, maybe that that would obviously kind of lock in their decision to walk away on top. I don't think that's going to happen, but. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with with both those guys, and uh, uh, if this is their last season, I'm going to put the parlay machine away for a week, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get to we'll get to a parlay of the week next week because it, it it's been missing the last couple. So retire that for this week. And uh, thanks for coming on, talking NFL, talking uh, Charlie Woods. You know that's one of the obviously the big hitting uh, things in our lives this weekend. <laughs>
1: yeah. It'll be, it'll be really good to see. I think um, if you're going to put me down, uh, put me on the record, I think you've got to go with Justin Thomas and, and, and Pops. I think uh, a couple of pros are going to be able to, um, to, to take care of business. But, but watch out for my boy Double D, David Duvall. Okay, there, there you heard it. My, my hot take of the week for uh, a past champ in this event
0: uh i i like it um I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go uh tom layman and and his his son who is uh who is a pro um i think he plays on the mini tours um i think uh if you're gonna look for a long shot and i haven't seen odds on this um but that that would be my pick uh other than jt and and his dad so uh again mark thanks for coming on and uh have a good week man
1: I appreciate it so much, Phil. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot, and uh, I'll look forward to my next opportunity. Uh,
0: again, I, I reiterate this: uh, follow us on Instagram, Your Best Bet Pod. Uh, I'm going to start posting, uh, you know, my picks and whoever's on with me to their picks as well. We're going to start holding us accountable for these picks. So, um, look for Mark and I's picks uh, on Instagram in the next day or so. Appreciate you tuning in. Good luck in week 15, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time.